Should I pretend <laughs> it's your cock? I think you should always pretend it's my cock. I mean, unless you're pounding in nails or something. <laughs> well, I could do that. So what did you say you were going to get your pussy up on top of? <laughs> uh, did I say what I was going to get my pussy? Oh, what did what were we saying? Well, I said, you know, please get up on that microphone a little bit more. And you said, do you want me to put my pussy on it? Oh, yeah. And you said, I said, yeah. Or wait, you know, you said your pussy could go on a lot of things. Which is true. It could. What would you like it on? And then I said I should have been recording that. And now you are. Well, yeah, I started recording about 20 seconds I can see that smirk on your face. (laughs) It tells off. For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's J.V. Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Greetings, and welcome to episode 84 of Ending the Sexual Dark Age. Hi. Shara's going to be a problem tonight, I think. (laughs) I'm a problem every night. (laughs) But you like my kind of trouble. I do. You do. You do. I do. You seek it. Most of the time. You seek it. Most of the time. Yes. The times that you don't like it. Well, actually, we had... A friend of ours, you know, you know, we have the submissive chat room. Yeah. So one of them, is that better? <laughs> I was just adjusting Shara's microphone. She was kind of talking over the pop filter. And since I'm going to, to lick the since I'm going to the trouble to try and have professional fucking sounding audio, I might as well go all the way. I was trying. Oh, all the way. Woohoo. Caught my attention. Okay. <laughs> So we have the submissive chat. Yes. And so one of them in there won't mention any names. I'll just say Duncan's wife. <laughs> Mrs. Duncan. That's Mrs. her name. Duncan. I wasn't going to say her name. But That's her internet name. <laughs> anyway, she apparently got punished uh, the other night and uh, she didn't really like that punishment. And it made me think about you know, us. And of course you never like. How you never get punished? Well. Is that what you were talking about? No, I didn't. I didn't. You're, the look on your face says this is not where you thought this story was going to go. Correct. <laughs> you are so right on that. <laughs> on so many levels, you are so correct. <laughs> I shouldn't have even. Because you really it. don't get punished. I know I don't. I'm very, very. So anyway, back to your story. Lucky Tell me princess. All about it. <laughs> so anyway, she made me think about. Uh, punishments and of course that's the kind of punishment you wouldn't give me because it's you know i like spankings and right 
whippings and things like that. So, you know, you, we, spankings are withheld. Right. So, yeah. um, well, and I, on that note, I have always had a philosophical issue with corporal, corporal punishment of a submissive when S&M is part of your, you know, part of your sex play. Um, I think you have to find different ways to discipline because it becomes too confusing. And I never want a situation where I have a submissive acting out and behaving poorly because she wants a spanking. That I do not want to encourage that kind of thought process. I see. So that's why we have things like standing facing the wall. Been there. Done that. Been a long time. May I never have to do that again. <laughs> but it did make me think about it. And and I have to say, I uh, think that Duncan, uh, Mrs. Duncan's not going to like me for this, but um, I do think he's uh, a very good dom, dominant, and uh, he's very creative with his punishments. He is. He's very creative. So I have to say that uh, it makes her want to behave. So. And that's the intended result of punishment. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just prefer not to have to be punished, but I get a little sassy or as Naughty Pet would say, bratty. You know, she doesn't tell me that I get bratty. Well, let's see. She says she does. <laughs> this is this is one of those things that falls under the archetypes that we were talking about with Midori. Well, see, isn't like, that a great I think reading? I think bratty is like a subset of, or a a sub archetype of princess. And uh, you just really want me to fall under that princess category, don't you? You know, it's it's not <laughs> it's not what I want; it's what I observe. <laughs> So recently, Shara has decided that she dislikes being called a princess because there are many times that she says, I use princess and I'm not being nice. <laughs> and did you argue that point with me? No. I, no, I did not argue that point. However, you're kind of a princess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you mean. I just don't know what you mean. Oh, cat walk past that food. There might be cat hair in it. Throw it away. Oh, come on now. Oh, look. Look at you. Look at the <laughs> shitty grin on your face because you fucking know it. Okay. I'm a little OCD. And, uh, <laughs> and and you know, your father didn't like it either when he'd come over to visit you and one of the cats were up on the counter. And one time I remember Shelby going on his leg with his dress pants on and him, oh, yeah. him shooing her off. Yeah, no, he was not happy. No, he that. was not happy. Well, so, my, my dad grew up. In the country. So he loved animals on the farm. He didn't like animals in the house. And that was kind of where he drew the line with animals. <laughs> well, where I grew up, it used to be farmland until they built houses there. So would that count? <laughs> well, Just everything kidding. in America used to be farmland until they built houses there. At least okay. everything in the Midwest. So there you go. So <laughs> that means you and everybody else. Anyway. So you were um, talking about being punished. Yes, I was talking about being punished and uh, just saying how privileged you are. I, I, I'm a princess. I'm, yes, you know, so very, very fortunate that. Uh, yeah. So, and this is this is an excellent example, I think, of sometimes the uh, the conflicts that dominants have to resolve uh, within themselves in order to manage submissives, because. 
you like being called a princess when it's something you're happy about, but you don't want to be called a princess when it's something negative. But about 60% of the time in the middle, it's really hard to tell the difference. So I'm just supposed to know the difference. I'm supposed to be able to read your mind. <laughs> Cats are about to fight right in front of us or make out underneath the computer screen. Wow, what's going on over there, girls? Lesbians. Cute lesbians. <laughs> yes. They want to play. Uh, so. But seriously, like, so, so your, and your answer to that has been, well, we have talked about it. Your answer to that has been, well, yeah, read my mind. <laughs> Correct. Well, figure out the difference before you, you know, decide that it's the bad princess. You know, instead of well, my point is that you cannot have one without the other because I will not spend the mental energy to analyze the circumstances in each instance of my use of the word princess. Well, let's just put it this way: I feel, if I may say so, you may say whatever you like, princess. <laughs> that you started using the princess term whenever you felt it was a bad princess instead of the good princess. So I started hearing the bad princess voice more often than I heard the good princess voice. And does that mean that I was bad all those times? I don't think so. You know, I I'm think, I think perhaps you should examine that further. I, I think, think perhaps you the, should. I think perhaps the way to not hear the bad princess voice is to not be a bad princess. I don't think I am. That's what I'm saying. I think you're just picking that and you know, I'm going to blame it on we've been very busy <laughs> and we both need the outlet. <laughs> so anyway, that leads right into uh, our podcast for this evening. Well, no, we're not done. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the flea yet. Okay. All right. So this episode is uh, the second part or the second half of this episode is the rest of our interview with Midori. Yes. Uh, we talked about female dominance and we talked about uh, Forte Femme, which mm -hmm. is her uh, female dominant intensive, which I think is very cool. And we're going to try to get you into one of those. Yes, I'm looking at the year. July one now. Yeah, that's back in New Gabriella's York. Gabriella's going to the July one. What's that? Gabriella's going to the July oh, one. Oh, cool. Yes. So I'm going to try and do that one. I have to look at our schedule for work. Yeah. Well, we could probably work it out. We're not really scheduled to do that much else. Correct. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that was another great, that was a, the rest of a great interview. I had so much fun. I, and I laughed my ass off when I was editing episode 83. <laughs> I mean, I forgot how much fun that conversation was. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. And you also for, I, I wouldn't say forgot, but, um, after, I should say that after our last episode, we received a lot of comments and my submissive group, the, the chat group that, you know, that we're all in, they came back with, you know, rave reviews. But when I brought up the cops and robbers part, <laughs> you were like laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. So, I, that killed me. <laughs> but anyone who has a chance to uh, take, a, take a class of Midori's or to be at an event where she's at, go to the classes and... And yeah, or to have a five-minute conversation with her standing in a hallway. The truly <laughs> fascinating person. Very She's fascinating. Awesome. And her facial expressions. I know I said this the last time, but really, some people can really talk with their facial expressions, and she is one. Really? She... Tell me all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I, if I were standing in front of her, I think I would know when she wanted her tea. She would want it right then and now, not two hours from now. <laughs> so, and when she was flogging that gentleman, her facial expressions then too, it was like, wow, it was hot. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we have not really sat down and podcasted about our, uh, our trip to Chicago mm-hmm. in January. So we need to do that. We haven't podcasted really about the flea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. We've got our interviews with Midori. Uh, I want to talk about it a little bit more before we do a commercial break and do the interview with Midori. Um, I think the dungeons, as you and I discussed, uh, we have so far this year, we have been to three dungeons in other mm-hmm. cities. So I think that's worth an episode on its own to talk I, about those dungeons. I agree. So that's another episode we're going to do. So you fuckers out there on the internet are going to get a whole bunch of new episodes. <laughs> and quite a few of you have been eagerly asking for them. Well, here they come. Thank <laughs> you for being so patient. But uh, as far as the rest, or as far as right now, uh, we should talk about our new toys. Because we did kind of, I mean, we went deep into the toy budget this time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we did. Yes. My my recklessness credit card has a safe word and I heard it. <laughs> and Sir Duncan even let you use some of those on Mrs. Duncan. Oh yes. 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 And she Well was yes, happy. you got uh well we can this is we could talk about this during the dungeon episode, but uh yeah, you got co topped for the first time. I did. That, I oh. did. Oh, oh I think I have goosebumps going on. Yes, go right ahead on that one. The xylophone ring away. Because... Although the hammer is missing. Huh. That Thank one you. you were talking about hiding a couple episodes ago, it's missing now. Thank you, Catch. So, Try the drawer. Did you look in the drawer? It's not in the drawer. It's did, your Did you look? I might have put it away so the cats wouldn't get it. It's not in the oh, drawer. Okay. That one uh... So you admit you touched it. No. No, I I don't admit. I said maybe I did. <laughs> Check that drawer, you know. Right here in front of you? Is there a third no, no, it's not there. So okay. I've already checked in there. Well, then, thank you, cats. So I have to... Well, <laughs> right now I'm using a Sharpie. Well, anyway... This one's I, for you, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll like that. She'll appreciate it. Put a smile on her face. Uh, yes, yeah, so I had a great experience. Uh, first of all, listening to uh, Mrs. Duncan... Just a cross away from me. Yeah, we were. I have goosebumps so bad right now in my legs. We were at a club that had uh, two uh, St. Andrew's crosses next to each other up on a stage. Uh, so we kind of uh, took over the stage for a little while. And while I was beating the hell out of Mrs. Duncan, we, were having, we had a great time that night. <laughs> while I was beating the hell out of her, you were being co topped by Swinger Doc and Sexy Pixie. Ugh. See, that was like my, again. my one regret is that I was so busy and I did not get to just kick back and watch. Well, I'm sure they'd be happy to do it a second time just so you could sit and watch. Well, some slutty little masochist <laughs> has already asked all three of us to co-top her. Oh, who was that? <laughs> that was you, princess. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, well, you know. It's true, yeah. So that is loosely scheduled for whenever the hell we see them next. Well, let's see. Do we have anything going Ooh, on this weekend? You. You're getting flushed. I know, I know. Listen. Oh, you little slut. I, you know, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> if, if ever you're at Desire and they're not too busy and 
you know, you have a chance to uh, sit down and talk with Sexy Pixie and Swinger Doc. Let me tell you, they are a great team, a great team. And I feel so privileged and honored and humbled, all of that, all into one, because what an experience. Wow. I, yeah, and I got to watch you getting topped by a hot brunette in a latex mini dress. Oh, and it was hot. That and was just, nice. you know, and then Swinger Doc, I, they, I, they didn't miss a single swing. So I thought he was, you know, the one that was uh, flogging me. And all of a sudden, I opened my eyes and there he is. So it was her. You know, it was, it was sexy pixie. And then I should have learned the difference because when she's standing there facing me, at, you know, on the cross and, well, you know, rubbing up against me, it was hot. It was so hot. So hot. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah. So we got lots of new toys. Oh, yes. Uh, we got a new flogger, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which you are, you have really been enjoying. It's a braided leather flogger. I have been. Yep. And uh, you should post pictures of these things. Um, yes. But uh, it's a braided leather flogger and it's got some rivets in it, but it's very thuddy. Uh, I am very happy about that because our thuddy flogger uh, is very heavy. It's got a steel pipe handle, mm-hmm. so it's extremely heavy. And uh, it, subs like you and Mrs. Duncan, who who like extended beatings, mm-hmm. it gets a little tiring swinging that thing. Does it? Shara is. Uh, if if anyone heard the static in the background, it was not static. It wasn't poor audio. It was actually good audio because we had an animal that was digging for gold in a plastic bag. I think it wanted your cigar. That's half a stale cigar. Shadow didn't want that. Shadow would have better. I mean, it is a Cohiba, but Shadow would have better taste in cigars than that. So anyway, yes, I had to move it. Yes. So uh, we got the new braided flogger, Mm -hmm. which was a total impulse buy. Uh, It's also shows shows the value of discounts. Let's back up a minute. What? What did you just say? Total impulse buy. And and all the other ones were... You know, well, some let's were think planned. About this. Okay, oh, actually, okay. Well, the, the, the really funny part <laughs> is the two things that I, until the very last hours that we were there, the two things that I had intended to buy, which uh, one being a galley whip, which for those who have not uh, seen them, is kind of a hybrid flogger and bullwhip. Uh, it's got a braided bullwhip handle, but it's about a length of a flogger, maybe a little bit longer. And the ones that we have seen had braided falls on them. Um, so I always thought, you know, I've never really gotten into single tail. Uh, I probably will not because at this point with my repetitive stretch issues, uh, getting into a new hobby that requires hundreds or thousands of hours of practice, snapping your arm is probably not a great idea for me. I also will not be taking up golf or tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Cause you don't have any time uh, for that. (laughs) But yeah, so, and we got it, we had a chance to have uh, some of the crafters. We had got a chance to talk to them and play around with them a little bit. And it in the oh, end, I felt like oh, it was a little too much, too be- common. What? Let's back that up again, too. What? R- repeat what you said about we had a chance to... Play around with them a little bit. Oh, you mean like offer your submissive up and said, oh, here, let, swat her. <laughs> well, is, is or is not the point of these toys to find stuff you like to be beaten with? Well, 
yes, sure, I guess. You know. And did you at any time complain when I was offering your ass to strangers with galley whips? Not once. Okay, then. In fact, I said, more, more, <laughs> more. Yeah, exactly. More. <laughs> so I think you were complaining under false pretenses there. I just played with you a little. It's that bratty side of me coming up. <laughs> so we got the dragon tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I have seen them before. I never really had a chance to play with one. But it is interesting. It's a versatile toy, but it requires some space. You know, it requires like a short single tail amount of space to work in with some higher ceilings. Right. It is not like uh, in the apartment, which has regular eight foot ceilings. It, it is not getting it. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we'll just have to practice with that in larger spaces. How much room do you think you need for a chicken vlogger? <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, you still have that photo. We never posted the photo, did or did you tweet it? Um, I thought I shared it, but maybe just with the ladies. Yeah, you. Oh, we we have I to have tweet a, that. Okay, yeah, right so after. there is a photo uh, that was an basically an outtake from our interview with Midori when we were sitting around talking to her before we started recording. She pulled out her floggers, and uh, someone custom made her a flogger. I don't know if it was as a gift or at her request, but she has a flogger that is a big fucking rubber chicken with a bunch of other rubber chickens tied to it <laughs> as the falls. And Midori was actually around the corner getting tea. So I, I saw this thing, and the first thing I think is choking the chicken. So Shara has a photo of me furiously choking Midori's chicken. <laughs> chicken flogger. Don't want anyone to think you were abusing a live chicken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was such a good time. But anyway, yes. did we cover all the toys? No. No. Maybe we should just do an episode on the toys. Uh, well, there aren't that many of them. Oh, I mean, okay. you know, we're, we got, uh, we got appointments to buy some other toys. I am very proud of myself because I did not, I did not buy the really awesome $500 alligator single tail. I didn't buy one of those. So I was responsible. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> However, I did buy a paddle. <laughs> No, no. Well, yeah, I guess. Yes, yeah. you did. Okay, yeah, I got a paddle too. But yeah, I got it. Uh, so we were very happy with some of the toys. Some of them, not so much. Some of them need to be modified. Uh, we got a really cool paddle that's like flexible. It's made out of fire hose or something. Um, but it's uh, it's flexible, but fairly stiff. And it's covered with rabbit fur. So it's nice as like a sensory thing, but it's just a little bit awkward the way it swings. It's like a little too flexible for how long it is. So I'm considering cutting a couple inches off of it. Uh, otherwise, though, that's a fun toy. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, uh, we got our awesome paddle from Swinger Dock and Sexy Pixie. Yes. Uh, which we haven't talked about yet. Uh, so, and, and you're using it quite nicely, I must say. Our dear friends, Swinger Dock and Sexy Pixie, showed up to the hotel at the flea <laughs> with a gift for us. It was really a gift for Shara. And I was no, more I, of a delivery system. No, I think it was for, meant for... <laughs> I think it was meant for both of us. So they got us this wonderful wooden paddle and they had. Well, let's first say that when they walked in, they said, here, it's a gift for you in this beautiful box. I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous box and a beautiful ribbon on it. And I, I mean, it was so pretty. I didn't want to open it. And then I open it. (laughs) Then I open it. I open it. And first thing I see is a bus. Okay, and so little story behind the bus is uh, 
us submissives that get together at Desire, and it actually started with Ginger uh, looking at me and saying, just throw me under the bus, Shar, just throw me under the bus. But I always remind everybody, I always try to drive a nice bus. And then was Naughty Pet. She just climbed right on in onto the bus with us. And she starts, she's good at those buses, let me tell you, Naughty Pet is. <laughs> and then, uh, so anyway, Sexy Pixie put the bus in there. And then I open it up and all this beautiful glitter is all over everything. And there's the paddle. Stripper pox. <laughs> Stripper pox. And there's the paddle from them. That was so nice. Yeah, so it's a wonderful lacquered wooden paddle. And engraved on one side is JV's Shara in old English letters mm, in the negative. <laughs> so that it can be spanked into somebody's ass. Now, that's still, we have not perfected that. We got a little bit of advice, but we haven't. I will not be satisfied until I get the entire imprint to register. <laughs> I know. And it's a little bit difficult because you have to smack once and then wait. You know, it's like it's like waiting for film to develop. You got to wait like a half an hour and you'll never line it up twice. So you have to get it all in one hit. So what they actually gave us was a puzzle that involves your ass getting beat a lot, which just shows what good friends they are. Yes. You know what I was thinking? I just had this wonderful idea. Well, first, I think that I need to Twitter it to thank them properly uh, and show a picture of it. Because I don't know if we did. Did we what, put you're a picture? What, you ass? No, of the, of the paddle. Oh, well. Oh, of the paddle. Oh, what about that? Of the, of the paddle. <laughs> Somebody's blushing about mm. showing a picture of her ass on the... It would not be the first picture of your ass on the internet, my dear. <laughs> anyway, what I was saying was, uh, I thought it'd be nice to show the lovely gift that they gave us. Uh, and then I had this crazy idea that at Desire... Perhaps we'd be able to talk Midori into coming to have a little vacation herself. And uh, the four of you could use that paddle on me. And... <laughs> I know. I'm be I, might I might be regretting saying that. Wait, so, so what's happening right now is that on our show that's going to be broadcast all over the entire internet, you are requesting to be co-topped by Swinger Doc and Sexy Pixie, and me, and Midori. Is that what's going on here right now, just for the record? Well, hell, now that you say it like that, I guess so. But I was talking about the paddle, <laughs> but could you... I, I, the problem I would have is I wouldn't be able to see Midori's facial expressions. You probably would be able to if she was kicking back and watching and taking a break. That's true. That's true. So I really enjoy watching her <clears throat> in action because she's amazing. Well, but All right, then. But I have to tell you, my if, adventurous if, girl. I I don't know if Sexy Pixie and uh, Swinger Doc have ever co-topped before. I'm trying to remember because I was kind of in a subspace the rest of the night, a little goofy, you know, laughing and things like that, and just in an aha moment. So I can't remember if I asked them if they'd ever co-topped before, if this was the first time, because. They're awesome together. They really are. They're very, very good together. And uh, yes, I think I'm getting wet sitting here. <laughs> oh, wait. I know I'm always wet, but wetter. So anyway, back to the... Let's change the subject. Back to the uh, toys. Whoo! You are getting fucking bothered over here. <laughs> I am. Okay. So the wait, toys. Wait, I, I, 
But I didn't get the whole shaven haircut there. See, this the Sharpie is not an effective xylophone hammer. It just isn't. I know. Well, we'll have to find it. Thank you. It didn't feel finished. <laughs> <laughs> you and Roger Rabbit. <laughs> okay. Speaking of rabbit fur. Yes. Yeah, so we got, uh, we got, well, this, well, the, we'll do the spanky. We'll do the rest of the spanky things first. Yes. Uh, got a chainmail flogger, which I'm not sure about. It's a little, it's a little heavy. It's, it seems like it's redundant. I thought I was, I, I felt like I wanted to try and get something that was similar to our chain flogger, but a little bit different. And it's, I feel, just feel like it's not different enough. Uh, that one may be destined to be a giveaway at Desire. That'd be nice. A door prize at uh, one of the events. Maybe the dungeon. Maybe we'll do door prizes at the dungeon. Maybe we'll get some people to sponsor the dungeon. But uh, <laughs> she's rolling her eyes now. Not rolling her eyes. She's saying, let's not get stuck in the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we also got the rabbit for gloves, finally, at long last. Yes, and this is I love those. a good friend of mine, a lifelong good friend of mine, has had one of these fucking rabbit fur gloves with banjo picks that act like claws in them. Uh, and he has had it for years and years. He used to have it at Fest back when we were in our early 20s. Uh, and I always, I have always wanted one. And so now, just at this recent flea, I finally got a pair you of them. You have one, a pair. Well, I have a pair. And I realized the unfortunate, uh, one unfortunate consequence of having a pair of these things is you basically need someone to help you put them on. Oh, darn. Because they're made of fairly thin, the glove portion is fairly thin, stretchy material. And if you were to try to pull it on yourself while you're already wearing a glove, you'd probably tear the shit out of it. So, I'm sure we could find somebody to help. However, I could wear the right glove and someone else could totally wear the left glove. Do you hear that, Swinger Doc? Sexy Pixie? <laughs> Sir Duncan? Anybody? <laughs> well, Duncan has his own. I know. Yes. Oh, so we could have him doing it, that's too. A, that's at least three oh. available. Wow, look at that. Yeah, so, uh, oh, we got uh, the bamboo brush, the bamboo beater that you liked. That, mm -hmm. uh, yes, was, I love yeah, that. Yeah, the one that we had, it was, it was an El Cheapo, uh, but it broke. the handle broke off and we still used it for a while. But then a lady had some very nice, uh, very similar toy, but it has a bamboo handle on it. So that will last forever now. So we got to pick up a forever version of a cheap toy that we liked, mm -hmm. which is nice. Uh, what, uh, oh, the violet wand. Mm, that's because we didn't get, well, we purchased it there, but it didn't come until recently. Yes, so yes, they were out of stock. It. it was the end of the weekend and things had gone so well for them, they were out of Violet Wands. What a lovely place Darn. to be as a vendor. Um, but yes, yeah, so now we have a Violet Wand and we get to play with it with a chain flogger. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> you know... We you protest, ask, but you protest in your you know, pulse quickens. We should ask Sir Duncan, you know, Mrs. Duncan's coming to town. Yes. And we're going to see her. Yep. In maybe just a couple would, weeks. Maybe he would allow us to try out the stainless steel flogger and the violet wand on her. Well, she has a hall pass, so yeah, I, I'm sure he would be fine with that. So, yeah. Are, or are you mostly trying to get it tried out on someone other than you? Is that what's happening? <laughs> It would be fun to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're so busted. <laughs> It'd be fun to watch. You know, I'll never forget. Uh, 
I gotta get you a bus horn. We need a bus horn sound oh, effect no, for no, no, you no, to no. make. That'd be too loud. No. No, no. We we totally have to. No, no. It's okay. So anyway, uh yes, yeah, so I forgot what I was gonna say, so and I'm not even drinking. <laughs> I don't drink. I was thinking oh, uh in our room when <laughs> they were playing with the violet wand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Swinger Doc says I thought we were on the same team. <laughs> yeah, he jumped. He did. I was on. I had the side view for that. It was and that was like the start of our week at Desire, and it did only get better from there. It did. We had a pretty entertaining week. Yes, it did. Oh, and it was fun to watch. I mean, I did not say that out loud to Swinger Doc. He did not hear that. <laughs> Oops. Anyway. All right. Well, so I think that is. I think that is all the toys. Okay. Well. Oh, and I was also responsible because I totally did not order a $350 pair of boots to wear with my kilt. Yes, but we do have the card, so you can order them. Oh, I'll buy them eventually, but I'm, tr- I'm busy being proud of myself. Well, I do think that Fetish Flea had a wonderful group of uh, vendors there. Yes, they really did very have impressive a good group. vendors. Very, very. So, uh, we will yeah. definitely be back next year. We will, we will probably submit to present next year, whether or not we're selected. Who knows? I'm sure they get many, many more submissions than they can uh, hold classes, but we'll give it a shot. Well, I have a couple of our listeners who uh, wanted to know why we didn't, and they would have came along. And so I said, we might. Yep. So that is definitely a possible future activity. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but in any case, without further ado, let us take a moment to hear about Extreme Restraints, the best sponsor we've ever had. Awesome yes. people, and they treat the audience very well. Uh, I give them a little bonus plug in addition to the ad we normally run, because we have had uh, we have had listeners who have sent us emails saying, "Hey, something was wrong with my order. Something showed up defective, and they replaced it right away." Everyone who's talked to us about the customer ser- service they've gotten has been very, very happy. And, uh, and again, it is unusual. Usually like the 10% discounts are something that, uh, are on your first order, your orders in the first 90 days, but extreme restraints gives our listeners that discount forever. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially if you're new and you aren't sure where to go to, you know, get certain toys or what to play with. And And they have a, they have a good variety because Mm -hmm. they have cheap toys as well as nicer, higher end toys. So they have a wide variety. But yes, so we'll hear from Extreme Restraints, and then we will come right back into our interview with Midori. Yay! When we were researching budget bondage gear at a listener's request, we stumbled onto ExtremeRestraints.com and found the most impressive bondage gear site on the internet. And we don't say that lightly. We bought a bunch of toys to try them out, and we're so impressed with the selection, quality, and service that we reached out to them about sponsoring the show. From basic whips to top-notch floggers, from beginner cuffs to shackles and cages, from nipple clamps to fucking machines, from budget to bad fucking ass, ExtremeRestraints.com has put together an immense catalog of kinky gear that we honestly believe is second to none on the internet. And not only do they offer a free gift and 99 cent toys for new customers, plain brown wrapper shipping and free shipping on orders over $119, they'll give you 10% off if you enter the promo code ESDA at checkout. And that's not 10% off on your first order. It's 10% off every order, forever, as long as you enter the code. Because they're awesome and they support this show. You can listen to episode 70 for more details or just check out ExtremeRestraints.com, use the promo code ESDA, and get Get your your kink kink on. on! 
And we still have Midori in her hotel room. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we finished Drinky yeah. RT. We did a great episode, and we're going to take a few more minutes. Uh, there is an, one of uh, Midori's class offerings is something I feel very strongly about, so I'm glad we get a chance to talk about it. Uh, it is Forte Femme. And uh, I will get out of the way. Please explain to the ladies, especially in the audience, and the men who would like them to be more confident. Great. What you can offer at Forte Femme. So Forte Femme, Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive. It's a unique program. It, it ha it's limited to nine women. I'm thinking about bringing it down to eight, actually. But limited to nine. And it's myself, nine women, three days, brain dump. And it is about tapping into your authentic power to unleash that from the bedroom to the boardroom. Yeah. It is a unique program. It, it's not a focus on all the wacky pokey bindy. There's a little bit of the specific toy technical aspect. But it's about the psychology and the confidence. And I don't think there's anyone out there that's doing it other than you. Mm. I don't think that I've never heard anybody doing anything close to that. Have you? I don't. I don't know. I know my my curriculum is unique. Mm -hmm. it, I I design a curriculum based upon so much that I struggled with, uh, so much I struggled with, with external expectation, internalized idea of what I should be, and I had to let go of the should, and simply be. And so many of us could learn from that. Yeah. You know? And and what? Who better to learn from than somebody who realizes it? What? They went through themselves and can explain it mm -hmm. to help us get through those mm -hmm. th through those moments. Yeah. yeah, and I do this in San Francisco and New York, and in both cities. In in uh, San Francisco, I rent a beautiful, beautiful loft, residential loft, and in Manhattan, I rent a fantastic three-bedroom house. So it's actually not in a dungeon. You would think this would be in a dungeon. It's not, and here's the reason why. Most of us, even us kinkiest fools, with all the access to all these you know, amazing places, and many of us might even have the basement playroom, yet most of our lives are lived in ordinary spaces. Mm -hmm. So I want us to be able to feel our hunger for erotic power, whether we're in our yoga pants or we just got off of work clothes or whether you're sitting around on the couch and the, you know, the movie gets a little old and you kind of start to get a little, mmm, <laughs> hi baby. Yeah. Uh, I sure wish they could see her facial expressions. <laughs> I do. Yeah, and so I want people to not rely on the props. The props and the toys are great. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have those, and and to um, to uh, to free that. The weekend. Sometimes people think that it's about I will make the the classical or stereotype dominant femme out of the attendees. Not at all. So you're Far not issuing it. latex cat suits on Sunday. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. But you know what they do get is they do get everybody becomes once they graduate members of the society, which is our closed group of beautiful, amazing, dominant women all over the world and the graduates and their companions. So no, no latex cat suit issued. But what they are issued is a profound sense of self. And do you also do an erotic dinner? Ah, on the Saturday night there's a field trip 
there's a field trip and a shopping trip at a lovely kinky shop in in uh, San Francisco it's Mr. S leather and in New York it's Purple Passion oh yeah and the whole weekend I mean we have such amazing support like um, the pleasure chest and the stock room are our sponsors and they give us tons of toys to give out it's great so we show up and we do the field trip to the stores and we have this fantastic dinner in New York at a French bistro and in San Francisco it's a private erotic dinner nice yeah nice and how long have you been doing this oh let's see the weekend intensive started around I want to say 2002 but initially it was only offered once a year oh and you know kink was still kind of in the shadows lately I'm doing six seven a year oh wow yeah <laughs> and the women that are showing up amazing women they're usually um, entrepreneurs medical professionals uh, many high-level management some C-level people as well they're leaning in in the office and leaning in in the bedroom well because I, there's also like you said all of that all of the different categories I want to call them categories that you mentioned high stress levels yeah so you have to be able to get that under control and we know that because of the stress that we go through oh, yeah. so with our business and um, it's it's always high pressured you know mm -hmm. what's next and who how am I going to handle this and you know so that being said they need someone like you need such a class uh, I, I not a class but a workshop because yeah. it's a weekend yeah long and well worth it. I've I've talked to people that have actually attended yeah. your um, workshops and said it is phenomenal. It's transformative. Mm -hmm. It's and transformative. So as you know, we're going to try and make it happen. I'd like to go to the May class. Fantastic. Yeah, workshop. On that note, now it's a female dominance workshop. Yes. But there are different kinds of female dominance. You yes. Know, we always try to parse the... Yes. Uh, parts the different shades. Um, so uh, is it also appropriate and how beneficial appropriate is it for a woman who only identifies as a submissive or for a woman who doesn't really identify kinky at all, someone who's just vanilla? Oh, actually we have had several people that fit that description come through and the weekend, at the end of the weekend I don't, I'm not requiring anyone to be anything they're not. I want to be more what they truly are. Mm -hmm. uh, and if somebody enjoys bottoming or submission, this will give them better clarity on being able to identify their hungers and to be able to speak it well and to identify, uh, play, uh, identify good dominance and and could work be challenged dominance. I don't want which, to say bad, but challenged. What you need in in your everyday. I'll call vanilla life, mm -hmm. along with other desires that you may have, you know. So I think you really sounds like you really put a good uh, workshop together to help women get to where they understand more about themselves, to get to this is what I want. This is you yep. know. And from what I from what I've heard, they all walk away like mm -hmm. wow. They're they're wowed. And it's for women of all orientation. I'd say easily, you know, about a third of the class of uh, is usually some form of queer. Um, also, the age range is uh, generally around from late 20s to late 50s, a lot of 30s, 40s, 50s, right? And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, most of the women tend to be highly educated formally or informally. And, ah, and... Uh, Trans women welcome, and you don't have to feel femme. To um, there's the word femme in it, but forte femme is a 
a strong woman, mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to identify as femme, even. Yeah, uh, and the partners, if you, the partners, you are welcome to join for the Saturday night field trip and dinner and the Sunday afternoon lab. Oh, the lab. The I lab. About the lab. Yes. <laughs> and uh, part of the powerful tools that you learn over the weekend is how to have an effective conversation, how to get into the mind of the other as well as into the root of your hunger and have an effective, like, spot-on communication. Not the standard BDSM negotiation because that's starting to lose its effectiveness, mm -hmm. right? I can give you a couple of questions that might be a good idea to ask. It's not the full long form. That'd yes, be great. please. Yeah. So let's say that that we want, you know, let's say we decide we want to play with, say, floggers. So a couple of good questions that you might want to ask is, what is it about receiving a flogging that you like? How does it make you feel? When it's good for you, what will I see and hear? And when it's not good for you, but you know, like before you call a safe word, when it's not good for you, or when it's meh for you, what will I see and hear? And what do you need for aftercare? From whom? What does it entail? And does it go in any phases? And this is what me, as the dominant or the top, needs as aftercare. Those are some simple things. And a lot of people do forget about the yeah. dominant needing aftercare as well. Yes, you please. Know? Oh, yes. They do. Yes. They forget. For those of you out there who enjoy bottoming, ask for the, the aftercare needs of the person topping you, and you will score so much bonus points. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, when we were running our dungeon at Desire, uh, one of the ladies in the crowd, I had been I'd been service topping, and I was in like hour four of flight. Oh. So, uh, you know, I start the, the visible signs, shake out the muscles, and she just walked up and started massaging my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And that was glorious. Oh, bless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I melted. Was that Duncan's wife? I'm trying to remember. Um, no, it was not. Oh, okay. So we go over the extended long form. My, the long... Uh, format of the what I call the conversation it's a glorious tool by which to make better play and to be ruthlessly truthful to your hunger now not what you should want but what you really want so in the lab we go through that and playtime oh playtime now I'm supposed to smile on my face. Mm. Can I ask yeah. you why you're thinking of going from nine to eight? More quality attention to That's every single person. Good. And each, in the, and the small group format allows for uh, psychological deep dive and it customizes and individualizes it. Yeah. Good. I, I think that that's important because yeah. like I said, I've talked to a couple people that have gone and attended the workshops and they came out loving it and wanting more yeah and to be a part of your society is uh something that they hold dear to and, them and, and you, i'm sure you know that but and in case be... you didn't you should know oh thank you they yeah. wear their pin proudly yeah so. yep yes we have our own insignia yes. pin it's yeah beautiful. it really is it's beautiful yeah. first time i saw it i was like that is absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. just goes to show though that they are wearing it so yeah. They're proud of this moment. So. And, it's, it's, and it doesn't say anything. It's just a symbol. Uh -huh. And so those of us who know will be able to identify each other 
I, I have this image of one day there will be like some high-level corporate negotiation happening across, you know, the big table with a bunch of lawyers to either side. And there she is, the CEO, and there she is, the chief negotiator. And they look at each other and they see the pin and they nod. They, I like that. And the other thing that you talked about in one of your uh, workshops today it, that kind of brings that all to the front of the line is women when they first were able to have their own checking account. Yeah. That was the year I graduated from high school. So I think back and I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, yeah. to, to uh, give context to the listeners, uh, we were talking about we were talking about hierarchical relationship or DS relationship or playing with DS scenes and that we tend to think we now think of oh you know vertical decision-making relationship how exotic well that used to be the default no choice norm and when uh, in the United States women couldn't have their own checking account until 1977 that was when it was legally allowed so essentially women were not allowed the agency of their own money management till 77. And that is, that blows my mind. Yeah. It does. I can remember being in middle school and learning how to do your own checkbook and everything, but it was, you were usually married, mm -hmm. you know. Well, that's not all gone. I read a story last week about a doctor who refused to perform a tubal ligation because he figured the woman might someday have a husband who wanted kids. So he refused to perform a medical procedure. That was in 2017. Uh, yeah. So what what this comes back to is uh, cherishing making a well-informed decision around how to engage in your pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Because I know we have to. Oh, yeah. we have to let you your go back to, to yeah. your workshops. So Fort FM uh, is. Oh, once you become a graduate, there's ongoing education that happens only for the graduates. Great. They're never publicly announced. Okay. It's just for the society. Uh, if you have no experience, this is a fantastic way to make sure you don't pick up bad habits. Mm -hmm. It gets you started on the right track. It'll minimize heartaches and, and reduce the number of scenes that didn't quite work out. You'll still have them, but it just won't be as bad. And if you have lots of experience, you know what? This will give you a fresh perspective and a new motivation. I've had people with 30 years experience and no experience. And as a female, JV has always been very good to me and, and respects me, but there's a lot of women out there uh, that don't have the self-confidence. Uh, and I still work on that, as yeah. you know, um, because of things that happened to me as I was growing up. So there's a lot of women out there that could really use this this w workshop, that could really benefit from it. So I personally not, want to thank you. Not to mention the hotter sex. Yes. Well, That's that good. goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> hotter but, sex is always good. And speaking from a dominance perspective, yeah. there is nothing sexier than a submissive who can articulate what she wants. Mm. Yes. Or in my case, she, but what they want. Oh, and let me offer another perspective. Oh, okay, please. so here you are. Okay, so let's say... Uh, um, one partner is, now it could be any gender, all right? So let's see, there's the woman and her partner of any gender. So let's say her partner is enjoying dominance and the woman is also enjoying dominance. Well, how would that work? What about co-topping? <laughs> 
So, yeah. Oh, hello, third person. Oh, I, I so wish she was available this evening. <laughs> so, yeah, it might be that, you know, in if if you're the, the partner and you're like, oh, but there can only be one dominant. Oh, no, honey. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And so much more fun for the, oh, yeah. for the submissive. And, uh, we, are, we are big fans at Desire of the Crowdsource Mindfuck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then the other configuration. Let's say, okay, so using the two of you as an example, right? So you engaging in dominance, you engaging in submission, but as part of your service to him, you could top somebody else. I, she has received that invitation from me on a number of occasions. <laughs> taking me up on well, it. Well, I I could see me uh, bringing in a third person and and them being you know in charge of me along with you. Oh, so did you just state what you wanted? Yeah, I yes. did. I did. I love Yay! it. I mean, and he loves watching a, a female. Ta- you know, taught me. He, you love. Well, yeah, I, I am. Ca- compersion is kind of my natural state, so I love to watch. And I mean, if she's having a good time, I'm having a good time. You're a voyeur. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a voyeur who's full of compersion. Yes, you I are. I just try to share. But I, I mean, and I've never tried it, so, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't just rule it out so easily. I just automatically go to, but I love being taught yeah. by somebody. I do huh. love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, however, after taking the class, I might feel different you might who knows you have to leave room for that and for those of you who um might not be able to come to forte fm yet um i do once and quite frequently do facebook live so stop by my facebook page and come ask me questions and yeah and i'm hoping to make other things available but you can drop by and ask me questions on facebook live i often do that as a way of productive procrastination i'll admit it (laughs) i think i think that facebook live is an awesome Mm. tool that that you know people really don't utilize as much as they could i'm not teaching i won't teach a class on facebook live because of or show things that are explicit because of term of service right but you've got basic questions i'll answer them I think it's great. I yeah. do. I think it's it, it's an awesome tool to have because people need someone like you that they can go to and ask the questions. We get a ton of questions. We we get responses that people say, you saved my relationship, you saved my marriage. I could only imagine how many of those you get because you really, I, I've watched, and I don't want to say fan club, you know, but <laughs> the people that follow you are they they're amazed they really respect you they put you up on that pedestal and seriously they you deserve it because you do an awesome job well the people that that i resonate with i think understand that life is is complex and it's complexity and i love talking about the nuances and they do too Mm -hmm. and so it's it's really nice to connect with with really smart people who enjoy the nuance i crave smart people i do i crave it because it's, oh, you you're, a, you're a CPO-sexual. I, I, I love it because you can never stop learning. You yeah. Really, there's never a time that you can't learn something from somebody yeah. else. I crave it. So, so yes, I am. I admit it. Let's see. The Flea's a great place to take amazing smart classes. I'm also going to be at Dark Odyssey events. Okay. They're oh. fantastic. Yeah. Great. All outdoors. And i got to check this desire thing out, too. Sometime. Yes, we yeah. really have to talk to you about that. So... Um, and we'd love to have you on the show again sometime. We know you got to go because we have people that want to. Yes, be. we've monopolized your time as long you have as people we could. Standing so in thank line. you for the oh, thank, thank you so much for for coming on to our podcast. And hey, for thanks for listening to us out there in audience land. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> and that concludes what I very sincerely hope will be our first interview with Midori. 
I hope. She was so much fun, and oh. she, it was a privilege. She, it really was. This woman's schedule is so full. So full. When we talked to her on Friday, uh, when uh, you guys were coming back into the hotel, she said, yeah, I'm straight on till Sunday afternoon. Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> so she had some kind of appointment or activity, or she was teaching a seminar, or she was meeting someone. She was busy the entire time, so we were very privileged for her to take like an hour and a half or two hours out of her day to sit down with us. And I was honored that uh, I was asked to go along on the shopping spree, which I bought you know, a new purse. Uh, <laughs> Which but... I didn't find out about till the end of the weekend. <laughs> oh, hey, what's this? Oh, it's my new purse. <laughs> you know, though. I got it on Friday, then hid it in the suitcase. <laughs> but, you know, it was awesome to go there with uh, Midori and watch her go through the store. And, like, she picked up this belt and she said, oh, look it. She had so many... Uh, kink related you know this could be a flogger they had little you know you could have a flogger with you every single time just by having this on the end of your purse everything is a sex Uh, everything she was everything she picked up it was just funny to watch her and the creative part of her so because i tend to be creative when it comes to those types of things so it was fun to watch her do that but i uh i was honored that i was asked to uh tag along and had a great time and uh, thank you, Sexy Pixie, for inviting me. It was very nice. Yeah, so uh, Midori's, uh, to remind everybody about Midori's upcoming events, mm-hmm. uh, she has Rope Dojo going on in San Francisco from April 1st to April 2nd, and in Baltimore, September 16th to 17th, that is ropedojo.com. Forte Femme, Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive, uh, in San Francisco, May 19th to 21st, and New York City, July 14th to 16th. That's the one Shara's going to try to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is ForteFemme.com. That's F-O-R-T-E-F-E-M-M-E.com. And she also has Make Hot Play Happen with Marsha B., which is in New York, March 18th to 19th. So that is coming right up. Yes. And San Francisco, to be announced, date, fall 2017. And that is MakeHotPlayHappen.com. Yes, I would like to go to one of those, too. Yes. So it would be well worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well. I Really, seriously. And... uh I'm just thinking, hoping that uh, Forte Femme in July is not already booked up. (laughs) Better go check that out. You should. I know. You should reserve your spot. I know. Well, we've been so busy trying to get a new secretary. (laughs) Yeah. I have been bombarded. (laughs) So I will get all over that. Yeah. So that wraps up episode 84. It is actually feeling really good to be back to podcasting regularly. I'm kind of excited. Uh, we are overhauling the website, uh, our website, which is a little derelict and a little bit confusing. Uh, it has grown in too many different directions and needs to be ground up, overhauled. So that's where that's happening. So we got a lot of interesting stuff coming down the pipe Ooh. or up the pipe, depending on how you may how interact you like with it. that. <laughs> <laughs> how do you like it? Yeah. So much, much new stuff coming forward. Yes. Or going forward. Uh, so, uh, if you would like to reach out to us, if you have any questions, comments, tirades, or insults, feel free to send them to jvaltheros at gmail.com or jvshara at gmail.com. I am at jvaltheros on Twitter. Shara is at jvs underscore shara on Twitter. You can reach out to either or both of us with any questions you may have. And you can also find us on our Facebook page for Ending the Sexual Dark Age. Please take a moment to click like on that. And if I might impose on you, if you have access to iTunes and you enjoy the show, please go give us a positive rating and review. Uh, Current ratings and recent ratings are very important to 
iTunes opinion of our show and our rankings, which help us get out the show out to more people. So we're back to being serious podcasters and we'd sure be partial to a little assist from you. <laughs> that didn't sound very serious at the end there. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I'm serious, always. So we love you guys. Thank we you do. so much. And until next time, this is JV and Shara reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life, but there is always room for better. Always.